I'm Michelle Reyes. I'm Holly Houghton. And I'm Noreen Noble. The three of us are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we love people and want to connect with all women of faith. We decided to bring our coaching knowledge about intentional thought, along with our love and knowledge of Jesus Christ and his teachings, to create a podcast where we can explore how all this can fit together. We hope that with you, we can become more mindful and learn to find joy in any circumstance and ultimately strengthen our faith in Jesus Christ in every thought. Hi, and welcome back to the In Every Thought podcast. Let me set up the background for this discussion today. I decided that I was going to put up a post that says, what questions would you ask a life coach? And then I was going to see what questions they were going to ask and see what questions rose to the top so I could choose one. But they were all over the place. They were all different questions. But the one thing that they had in common was the question, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? And so as I was looking at that, I thought that was very, very interesting because I probably too, a couple years ago, if someone said, what question would you ask a life coach? I probably would have said, what do I do in this situation? Or what can I do to accomplish this goal? And I thought it was interesting because if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know that there is really no doing without the thinking, right? Um, As we've described this model that we base our life coaching practice around, it is there's a circumstance of fact, there's the thought or the thing that we, the story that we tell ourselves about that fact that creates an emotion and the emotion creates the actions. So it's, and then the actions of course create a result. So most of the questions that were posed to me were in that, what do I do and how do I get those results section? And I thought, huh, I would like to bring them all into the life coaching nest so we can tell them that the doing comes from the thinking. And so I wanted to bring this up to you too, because you, t- you both are amazing life coaches. What's your thoughts about this doing and thinking? And why do you think we're so we're so honed in on what we do instead of what we think. I think it's just a, I think it's just human nature to want to know the how, like, show me, show me the, what to do and I'll do it. Like, just give me the answers. And what we hope to help people see is that when you look at things in terms of the model, then there's different pieces that come into play. They all work together. They're all integrated. Like you can't just do actions. Actions are driven by feelings, which are created by thoughts that we have. Like it, it's all integral. And the more that we recognize that and we, and, and that's why we do modeling is to be able to break it apart and kind of see what's happening, but we also need to put it back together and realize it all affects each other. And so if, if we're just, it's almost like wanting a wheel to drive you somewhere, but you just want one spoke, <laughs> like you, you have to have all of the pieces in order to, to move forward. Otherwise you're just going to get stuck. I wanted to have this discussion because this whole section is kind of me. I'm very much a doer and not so much a thinker. When we first started doing this work, I know that I got caught in the thought spoke 
and didn't pay attention much to the emotions and the actions spoke. And then when I learned how to process my emotions, I sat in the emotions spoke for a long time. And, but my mind and my body are really trained to just do actions all the time. And I, I thought, well, let's discuss how we can do all those things together. Yeah. That's a really interesting thought, Noreen. Like, because, you know, we, we talk about mindfulness and so, but if we get too much, just focusing on the thought and we don't let it create that feeling and fuel our action. And we're only thinking on thoughts, you, you can't just change your life and change your results without action. And if you just take action without your thought aligning with the action, you probably won't take the action for very long because it's not aligning with what you believe, but you're more effective and it'll serve you better when you find the thought that serves you, have the feeling, and then create the action from that feeling. And I think it's, it's really interesting because a lot of times, you know, for myself, I think in the action line, sometimes it is tempting to look around and see what other people are doing. Well, what, what should my action be? What did they do in this situation? Will that work for them? Maybe I'll try that. And I think what happens is when we, when we focus on the outside, a lot of times it doesn't work like what other people are doing because it's not aligning with our feeling and thought. And so I love that the model helps you turn it inward and think, okay, what, when I think when we find the feeling, like, how do I want to feel in this situation? And then what thought would I need to think to feel that way? And then when I sit in that feeling, what actions would I take? And then it becomes our action line becomes a little more clear. And I think all of us have the wisdom within ourselves. We really do know what to do in situations when we can just pause for a minute, find that emotion we want. The action line can kind of open to us when we're more clear on, like you're saying, the feeling and the thought. The action line becomes a little more clear for me anyway. Yeah. And Noreen, when you were sharing with us some of the responses you were getting from the question, um, you know, how do I do this or what do I do here or there? You know, whatever people are looking for, they're looking for an answer, like in order to create something in their life or get overcome some kind of obstacle or problem. And I think anytime we have those questions or those desires to figure out something, just like Holly was saying, you can ask yourself a series of questions, whether it's how do I want to feel? Um, or what do I need to feel in order to create that? But I think even like, there's so many different ones we can ask it's, um, who do I want to be in this situation or who do I want to become? And I think when you take time to think of that holistic, um, way of looking at it, then just like Holly said, the actions become a lot easier to figure out. I think that's very interesting. I was talking with a friend the other day and she's like, I just don't know how to get myself to do X, Y, Z. And I said to her, well, why do you want X, Y, Z? And she's like, well, I just think that's the next step. And I was like, who says it's the next step? And then she's like, well, me. And I was like, okay, you're, you're wanting to have X, Y, Z in the future because you want to be somebody who is that, who you want to be. And it's just along with what you said, Michelle, it like opened up this, I could watch, you know, how you can watch a bloom on someone's face and they're like, Oh, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and it's funny because I can tell that to someone. And then I also then sit around and go, I want to accomplish X, Y, Z. And I don't know why. <laughs> That's why I need to let go. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. I don't know if this would be helpful because I can't, I don't know what questions you got asked, but would it be helpful to say a couple of the questions and then say, like to kind of give like, well, why, why would you want that? Or how do you like, or is it just, well, it says like, like, here, I'll read them to you. It says how to be financially stable and secure in your twenties, how to establish boundaries with a damaging, with damaging relationships. What do you do different to get to your goals faster? What do you do to support your spouse to pursue a business idea they've had? It's all the things I'm doing. And then some of them are like, how do you do this to make other people different? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a good one to ask you questions <laughs> like that. I don't know. The thing is, as I hear all of those, it's, there's not a simple answer. Mm-hmm. It, all of them require getting curious, having lots of compassion for yourself and compassion for others. Like it's not just a quick magic pill answer. It's like, if you want to make progress, you have to do the, you have to show up and do the the work to, to figure it out. It's not, there's no, magic yeah, there's not, there's no checklist of, okay, if you want to do this and this, then here's the steps that you do. It's almost like you have to think, for instance, all these questions, how do I be financially stable? How do I establish boundaries? Um, what would I, how do I get to my goals faster? How can I how can I support? And I think that it was like, how can I make my spouse do this thing? These are all questions that you kind of have to know, like, what are you thinking to accomplish right. all these things? Um, why are you thinking? Why that? are you thinking? Is that? there a way? To why think? is it? Yeah. Important yeah. And yeah. I can't so many questions spe- because how I would tell someone to be financially stable in their twenties is totally different than someone else because of just what we like to do and what we, um, what resources we have, you know, like all these things. What does that mean to you to be financially financially stable stable. or the one with the hurt? Like, how do I get to my goals quicker? I'm like, I would ask like, why are you in a hurry to get to your goals quicker? Like, what are you in a hurry to feel? How can you feel that right now? Because sometimes when we, in this effort to be hurried to a goal, we like trip ourselves up and like, you could actually feel what it is that you want already. That's true. Yeah, so I th- that is good. And I, I think too, another thing that is helpful when we look at our action line, I think one thing like Maureen, I think you mentioned someone like wanting to kind of change the other person. I think too, when, when our action line, when we can question like, why am I doing these actions? What am I hoping to achieve? And tie it kind of back to that thought and make sure the thought is aligning with the action is sometimes I'm, I'm totally guilty of this. Like thinking like, well, I must have not given them the right consequence because they're still choosing to do what they're doing. And so I need to be more strict or I need to change. My consequence didn't work, you know, and, and realizing that those actions, like, I don't know how to discipline my kids. I don't know what to do because I'm thinking what I'm doing isn't working because it's not changing their behavior. And that feels not good to me. So I could ask all the parents in the world, what should I do when my child does this? And I can get lots of feedback, which is helpful, but if I notice that my, like my feeling, like I have all these actions of disciplining my kids and then my feeling is fear or control or whatever. And could, because my thought is it could be lots of them. Like I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a bad mom. 
um, my kids don't respect me. Something's um, gone wrong. So, yeah. Like they're like, especially when we start catastrophizing, like they're going to end up yeah. not as successful adults, in, <laughs> you know, in life. And, and, and if I'm, that's why the action line, just focusing on the action, action line doesn't always serve us as good. Because if I go back to the thought and I realize like, oh, I am, I'm doing this out of fear or out of control. And I don't really like that. So then if I switch to like maybe confidence or love, you know, um, understanding or whatever that is, then it's like, okay, how do I want to show up as a mom that I want to be? And then what does, what actions would that me, you know, that version of me take if I were responding to the situation with love or with confidence? And then like, like I've, I'm kind of already saying what I said before, but, but then it's not about me trying to control somebody else. It's about me just showing up how I want to be doing those actions, how I want to do and realizing everyone else has their agency and it's not about controlling them. It's about just showing up how I want to. And there's so much power in that because when you see it that way, then you can create what ever it is you want for yourself. And it doesn't even matter what anybody else chooses ultimately, right? You can choose to feel that confidence or peace or assurance as your role as a mother, no matter what your kids choose. Like Which is hard to believe sometimes that it, it really is like, I'll that's, where the, that's where the Gabby. faith comes in. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the faith in them, the faith in us, the faith that we're not on this journey alone either especially when we're dealing with kids. Although this reminds me of, do you remember a few months ago when um, Mia wrote to me, she was having some, here, I'll pull it up. She, she says, I'm having a hard time dealing with some of my young missionary leaders right now. Um, they're very annoying and frustrating. If you could give me some words of advice, I would gladly accept. And I reached out to you guys because I'm like, what would we tell a missionary? Or I mean, anybody dealing with a situation. And I think that she was basically asking me, what do I do? <laughs> right. But, um, so I, I'm going to read what I wrote to her and then I want to open it up to you guys to explain what you guys also wrote to her. So first, this is what I said to her. Okay. First, before I give advice, I want to validate that sometimes missionaries are irritating. <laughs> And that doesn't change as you go into the future. Many people are annoying and frustrating because I wanted to like her, let her know that she's not evil thinking these frustrating thoughts. So then I said, here are some things to think about. Everyone is in a different place on their journey, their spiritual journey, their social journey, their leadership journey, their emotional journey. And many people in the mission aren't as self-confident as you yet. So, or haven't had the opportunities to be in a leadership position or haven't had awesome parents. Wink, wink. One thing I do in, is first acknowledge my frustration and irritation and not get mad at myself. I let myself feel it. And then I ask myself, do I want to be right more than I want to feel peace? And sometimes I do. So I sit in that irritation and frustration for a while and that's not bad, but eventually I do want to have peace and I have, and to have best peace is to one, pray for it. Two, try to look at them with Jesus's glasses and see what is so loving about them that Jesus suffered for them too. Three, give them the benefit of the doubt. Many, maybe they aren't aware of their annoying behaviors and maybe they are. And that's sad for them if they are. Number four, ask myself the real reason I'm frustrated. This is the one that I really like. I have to do more. 
often I find that I feel frustrated if I don't feel seen or heard or if my good works go unvalidated. And sometimes I realize that my annoyance to that person came with a little baggage. For example, sometimes I get very annoyed at church when people are like, well, we did this when we were raising our children, blah, blah, blah. That's a trigger for me and I zone out. And I realized when I did a lot of self-reflection that the trigger came from shame that I didn't do enough good things for my children. And instead of dealing with that, I just got mad at whoever triggered me. So once I recognized where my real emotion was coming from, I could do the self-coaching that helped me love myself, even though I didn't do everything, every single thing correctly. Then I said, I sent your question to my podcast co-host to see what kind of advice they would give you. And I'll send you as they respond. So I'm turning the time over to you guys to give your advice. First of all, I loved your response to her, Noreen, especially the validation part, right? Because we are all humans and we are going to get annoyed. And especially when, you know, we want things to be a certain way and they're not and, you know, all of it, it just makes, it just makes sense. So I had, I had two thoughts for her. One that's been really helpful for me is it's, it's, you could kind of play it like it's a game, but it's like, how are we the same? Because a lot of times what I notice about other people, it's because there's something there that I do as well. And so when I can look pat, when I can think, how, how am I the same? Cause I think, oh, she's so negative, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm being negative about her negativity. <laughs> We're the same, you know, like, so I, I have found it really helpful just to look at myself. Well, how am I Whatever I think they're doing, how am I doing that? And it just helps me feel a little more compassion for them and for myself. So just how are we the same? And then the second thing is I know when I get really stuck on people's action line of how they're showing up, it's helpful for me to remember that that's just the action line. And there is a feeling and a thought fueling that action. And so if I can look past the action line, at what might this person be thinking for them to show up that way? And it helps me see the person and see where they're at and see what they might be struggling with, what they might be thinking about themselves or about them, like even them as a missionary or them as a mother or them as like whatever life they're in or how were they thinking about themselves? What might they be feeling for them to show up this way? And it helps me see the person and feel a little more compassion and love for them rather than just focusing on the action. So sometimes I'll just say to myself, look past the action line. And it just helps me kind of just look past all the actions and see the person. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Love it. Um, for me, what I thought about in response to, to Mia's question was anytime there's an unintentional model happening where like our brain is just on autopilot. We have certain thoughts about a situation and we show up a certain way and we're like, Oh, this is not how I want to be. This is not the person I want to be. And then we take some time to evaluate. And for me, that questioning, um, what's what currently is really helps to loosen the grip of that unintentional model. So even just bringing to awareness, what's going on for you just helps you get some wiggle room. And so questions like, what, what is it that's bothering me specifically? Um, why does that particular thing bother me? Like, what is, what am I making in that mean about me or about this situation? Why does your brain feel like it's important to see it that 
particular way? And is it really true? How might not, how might it not be true? And you just kind of lean into that curiosity because then it always fosters compassion. Just like Holly was saying, when you get past just the actions and you, you question even yourself, like, why am I feeling this way? Then it can open it up for compassion. And all of a sudden that, that grip of that unintentional model, um, loosens just a little bit. And sometimes, sometimes it's enough to just get you through. You don't even have to like fix it or, you know, be totally different. It just helps soften it and help you move forward. I loved all of your guys' advice. And I know that she did too. She wrote back and said that she was going to be praying upon it and hopefully, hopefully utilizing it. But what I loved about our discussion right now is um, if anybody asked us, she did, what do I do? And we were like, oh, you know, it's not just about actions. It's about thoughts. But it's so crazy how this is connected because we did give her a list of things to do, but they just had to do with the thinking part and not the doing anything. Like she didn't have to go give cupcakes to like every single one of her people or whatever. She had to think about her, how it's reacting to herself. And I just, I don't know how else to convey this to our audience, but like thoughts are so, so powerful. In fact, when I wanted to prepare for this, I looked for some scriptures about thoughts. And when I looked into the topical guide, it said thoughts. And then it says, see also agency. And I thought that was so interesting because the thoughts are where we are free to choose. And as I was thinking about, you know, scriptures about thoughts and, and, and actions, the scripture faith without works is dead came to my mind. And I was like, that makes it sound like it's all about the actions and it's not because faith to me is like I said, in the last podcast is just have thinking the thoughts, thinking the thoughts, faith is the thought part. And then you have to have the action part together. Now, it didn't mention the emotions, but we all have those anyway. So it's totally fine. <laughs> and I just thought that how, even in the scriptures, the thoughts are in line are, and the actions are hand in hand in that scripture specifically. What do you guys think? Yeah, I see it that way as well. That it's, it's not just, we, we shouldn't swing the pendulum one way or the other, like goodness lies in the middle when we have that holistic approach. When we see both sides, we do both things. We show up with the actions. We also have that faith or the, do the thought work. Like that's where goodness lies. Noreen, I love that you decided to do this subject for the episode today, because I think it is so easy to forget that the thought does fuel like the thought creates an emotion and that emotion fuels our action because I so much want to just focus on that action line. And so I love that. It's just this reminder, like, yes, the action line is important, but also remember to not just look at the action line, look at the thought too. And is the thought creating the feeling you want to creating those actions? Because once it is like, if we just focus on the action line, we miss out on learning more about us and what is driving us. And I think, like I said before, if we just will focus more on the thought, 
Why, why are we doing what we're doing? Is it who I want to be? How do I want to show up? What do I want to believe and choose that on purpose Then create the feeling we want. And then from that feeling, then go do those actions. It will all align. And I think we'll have just so much more peace and clarity and purpose and productivity and all the things as we make sure we are not just completely avoiding or forgetting about the action, but we are not forgetting about the thought. And I think that the wisdom often comes in evaluating the thought and the feeling. Like all of a sudden the answers of how to the actions flow from that when we start there. That's a good point. And I like that you summed it up that way because I was thinking that my friend, remember earlier, I was talking about how she wanted to accomplish X, Y, Z. And then I asked her, well, where, who do you want to be? When she came back to me a couple of weeks later, she knew who she wanted to be. And then that goal actually had changed mm. because, and that's why she could never accomplish the goal. Cause it was never true to what she really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, I love that you said that it's, it, you know, yes, we do look at actions, but let's take a look at our thoughts and then how we're going to feel about those. And I wanted to do this episode because I needed it. <laughs> I have lots of times where I'm like, okay, what do I need to do today to, to, to feel this? And it's no, what do I need to think to feel so that I can accomplish these things? And I appreciate your wisdom, both of you. And especially for the time you took to give some wisdom to my daughter, because, you know, um, I wanted to close really quickly with what the second part I sent to her, because when she figured out that when she did the little bit of thinking, she realized that she didn't like to be questioned by missionaries who were younger than her, but had leadership positions that she didn't have. And she felt a little bit like um, attacked. And I kind of know her and it's because she does a lot of things and, you know, sometimes we want to get recognition for it. And I think that sometimes hopefully our audience is the same way that we're doing good. And most of the time we don't need recognition, but every once in a while, we just like to say like, yeah, we're on the right track. So this is what I wrote to her and hopefully somebody will get something out of this. It's also a soccer analogy, so please bear with me if you don't know soccer. <clears throat> so anyway, I said, you've got this. You you work so hard, and if you're like me and all the other women in the church, you're doing a million little things that benefit everyone else around you, but sometimes they go unnoticed. And I thought about this watching Ayla play midfield in soccer. She plays her position and fills in all the gaps when people aren't playing their spots. No one notices. It's not glamorous like scoring goals. It's not glamorous like stopping the ball from inside the goal, but funnily enough, the the ball hardly gets past the midfield when she's there. Even just her presence in some of those pockets stop the ball from going forward, and no one notices because she doesn't touch the ball, but she was there. She stopped the ball from going through because she was really there, and no one really notices. But I notice, and Dad notices. And so with you and all that you're doing, your heavenly parents notice. Sometimes you just being there is what you need to do. It's not certainly not glamorous. Missions never are, but you are playing where you're supposed to be to move the work forward. I love you. And sometimes as we sit around thinking, what do we need to do to be better? I just want to remind 
my co-hosts, my daughter, and anybody listening that sometimes us just being us is enough at that point, in that moment. Because we're there, we're here for a reason. I'm pretty sure anybody listening to our podcast, they're touching lives and they don't even know it. And I just wanted to remind you that sometimes the action is just having your own back and knowing your worth and and feeling that. And so with that, we'll say we'll see you next time and we hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye. Sometimes we think that if someone would just tell us exactly what to do, we would just do it and then we would create the results we want. But actually, I think none of us really want to be told exactly what to do. We think we do, but then when people are telling us what to do, we're like, well, I can do whatever I want, you know, <laughs> kind of. I don't even like, like it when I tell myself what to do. <laughs> <laughs> we rebel even against ourselves.